Welcome to the Toronto Untilled podcast. This is the football version. This is week eight. I'm Steve Artabello with Theo Giordano and Anthony Harris. Uh, you can find our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us on Twitter at Toronto Untilt. The video for this podcast will be posted on our YouTube, Toronto on Tilt. And, of course, on every major streaming platform, minor streaming platform, all of the streaming platforms, you can find us, Toronto on Tilt. Like, comment, subscribe, uh, interact with us on Twitter, fire us a message. Uh, yeah, tell your friends. It was a bit of a rough week for me. Gambling-wise, went one and two. Uh, followed up with my most plays coming this week because, you know, it's called Toronto until for a reason. But we'll start off with Theo. How did the bets go, Theo? Um, well, I got unlucky. Really unlucky this week. Um, the first play, I went 2-3-1 and one, last unit. You know, one of my worst weeks of the year. There's a lot of shit that happened. I, I, thought, I took two units on the Eagles. Minus 3.5 and, and minus 5.5. Yeah. I still don't think that was a bad look. If you watch that game, the Eagles did everything they could not to score in the red zone. They had three possessions, ended no points. Um, they were controlling the entire game, and it just they just could not score. They fell behind. And the Giants, to give them credit, they were a lot more aggressive than they've been all season. Throughout the whole year, it was very conservative. That's what we said the, in the pregame, and they just completely went with a different approach, and it, it seemed to work for them for a bit. But uh, Eagles 1 didn't cover. That was tough. Put me in a hole early. Went into Sunday with another. These totals have just been fucking disaster for me. This yeah, season. man. The team totals have been good. The, the the overall totals have just been bad. Like another over I had this week with the Saints Panthers. Halftime score thirty eight points. Once again, great shape for this fucking over. It looks like it's gonna hit. Everything's going good. Um, actually, before that game started, though, I have to preface it. So I got the fifty one before the Michael Thomas injury news. Yeah, Michael Thomas got hurt in practice. That line went down to 50 and a half, 50. The total landed on 51, so it was a push. That game should have went over very easily, though. You had Teddy Bridgewater at the end of the game. The Panthers are coming back. Even though there was no real points in the fourth quarter, still look at the over was going to hit because the Panthers were going down to tie the game. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater, they're in field goal range. Tie the game. This idiot takes a huge sack. Take him out of field goal range yep. puts him for a 65-yard kick. The kicker crushes it. Just like half a yard short, and sinks that old. It was very tough. Like there was a lot of bad beats last week. I think you can yeah. you say with that with the Cleveland three and a half. There was a lot of stuff like that. But that Panthers one because I got a bad enough three and a half. The fucking the Bills not covering the. Tw- oh God, we'll get to that. But yeah, you, you. I've gotten these great closing line value in all these fucking games. It hasn't mattered. The one time I don't get it, it doesn't hit. It's very yeah. frustrating. These totals have been just awful. Um. Well, I'll give uh, one of the winners I had Steelers over 24, which was a – I read that one pretty well because yeah. oh, I said yeah. for the game over, I was a little bit nervous about the Titans' run game against that defense, and they were going to get addicted to it early and fall into a hole. And that's kind of what happened. Like the Steelers controlled the whole first half, and they were able to score quickly. Got very quiet, but they hit their total in like the early third quarter. So wasn't that much of a sweat on that one. Um, Chargers-Lions teaser. Chargers started off slow, came on towards the end of the game. Third quarter, they exploded. The Lions, the Lions teaser plus eight and a half was never in doubt. I know the game was pretty crazy, but keeping under that number was was pretty pretty safe and pretty solid play. So that teaser was nice. And then the Seahawks minus three, which we all had, oh. was that was just 
one of the more frustrating games because throughout that whole game, it felt like that was going to hit. Russell Wilson, we did not expect the guy who never turns the ball over to throw three interceptions, including the one to basically lose the game. By the way, that DK play is fucking hilarious. And no one talks about how bad of a throw that was on Russell Wilson. That, that throw was unforgivable. Uh, exactly. It, it's just how this, oh God, it was so frustrating how that one didn't cash. Just another, again, terrible beat from this week. When they were saying in the game, in the broadcast, it was something like he never threw an interception in that stadium, like against Arizona, something like that. Like, he was just on they the money in Arizona. Great, great defense. And the Seattle defense, like, less than zero. The thing about Kyler Murray, the way to beat him, any kind of decent coverage. They had nothing. It was the most open receivers I've ever seen. Well, so the Seattle even- defense in fantasy terms, allows the number one most points to wide receivers in fantasy. And uh, we got a fucking example of why. I mean, they have good playmakers at Arizona, but it was like there was less than zero pass rush and just not even any time Kyler had to make a tough throw, he couldn't make it that whole game. It was like wide open stuff. So it it was very tough not to hit that. And um, yeah, so we'll move forward. I, I think so. I went to three and one, Steve one and two, Tony, I didn't Holy have shit. any winners. I had no winners. I had four losers. <laughs> oh. uh, they, I uh, rather oh. forget uh, that day. And all of them, except for the the Denver Broncos one, could have won. They were all so close. Yeah, your Broncos, uh, your Broncos call. Fuck. I should have yeah. bet the other side of that, like I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. So that was just uh, that's all. Like I'm not gonna give up on the Broncos entirely, but I'm going to give up on betting against the Chiefs. I've done that way too many times. Uh, just thinking, oh, it's a lot of points, you know, whatever, whatever. You spend on them this week, Tony, against the Jets, that 19 and a half. Actually, what's it at right now? Is it still 19 and a half? Yeah, 19 and a half. Well, I'm never, I'll never Wait, bet on it. Your snow game. game didn't work out too well, though, eh? No. It, uh, Drew Locke was horrible. Uh, Lindsey got hurt, but those aren't excuses. They just sucked. Gordon but the other ones I... What? Gordon fumbled twice, too. That That's great. Yeah. It was just a disaster all around. Just really. a complete disaster. Thursday, I had the Eagles, too, just like Theo did. Exact same thing. That was a disaster. Uh, Jake Elliott, thanks a lot. Like, they, that, really, that, that was the difference. Yeah, that missed, missed field goal. It was, like, what, 26 yards? Um, I had the Bills as well. I had them at, uh, what, minus 10? You got them at 10 because the line yeah. dropped, which I couldn't believe it dropped like that. I had them at minus 12, and that game, like, they were never winning by 12. Well, they could have. I'll get that into the fuck you of the week. But, my God, for that, like, them not hitting 10 is unforgivable. Like, no, unforgivable. unbelievable. They were in the red zone. Like, they were, they had the ball for so much of the game, too. They couldn't score one touchdown. If they, and also there Against were a couple the of missed field goals. The goddamn Jets. I don't want to blame the kicker. He missed two kicks because if he didn't make the kicks, they would have lost the game. He had to make a ton of them. But Allen fumbled in the in field goal range. You know, so many things could have gone differently. Just uh, not happy about that. And then, and then I had the Seattle one as well. So yeah, yeah, the worst day, worst Sunday of the year for me from a betting standpoint. I guess we'll try to wrap this up on a positive note. We've already talked about the ones we've I've lost. The Seahawks, we all lost. The Bills, me and Tony got washed on minus twelve, one hundred five. I thought that was lock against the goddamn Jets. Thank God, though, the Green Bay Packers, minus three and a half, minus 105, absolutely boat race, boat race the Houston Texans like I thought they would. And that was the one saving grace of the week for me to put me in the win column. 
and help me avoid an absolute fucking offer. So that, I guess, was a positive note. I guess, uh, before we get to the fuck you of the week, the Cowboys are fucked. Andy Dalton got murdered. And, Theo, what's, uh, what's, what's this quarterback's name again? What the hell? Ben DiNucci. Yeah. You know what's the about the Cowboys? There's, there's one thing when your team stinks. And as an Eagles fan, like, I can accept when a team sucks. Like, it's fine. Like, sometimes you get hurt. and They just don't even give a shit about their quarterback. They don't care about playing. When your quarterback gets lit up like that and not one person goes over to defend him, like, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would be losing my mind. Like, you couldn't support that. How do you support a team like that? They don't even care about anything. That's why, like, if you're thinking about betting Cowboys later, like, oh, the lines are starting to shift now. You see, like, the Eagles line this week. But it's like no one on that field gives a shit about being there. They all want to be gone and – that was like watching that hit and watching no one go over there was shocking. To get boat raced by the Washington football team and Kyle Allen is just it's like I it's unforgivable, man. The Cowboys are an absolute disaster. You got Jerry Jones on his weekly radio radio show just telling people to shut up until he can answer questions. Like it's falling apart in Dallas and it's funny as fucking hell. Yeah, and you look at Washington. Sorry, just to interrupt. Like, if you're looking at a future, because I was looking at the NFC's futures, because the Eagles have shifted to I think minus odds. Washington, if you take a look at yeah. plus four hundred right now, that's not a terrible look with their schedule coming up. Like, even if you want to take that now, and you could even sell it later. Like, if, if you get to win the next three or their four, it's a pretty easy schedule coming up. So take a look at Washington. That's very realistic. They are playing the Eagles at the end of the season for the division. Ron Rivera is a good coach. That defense is good. They got Chase Young. And Kendall Fuller, I mean, by the numbers, he's allowed the lowest passer rating on passes against him. It's in the single digits. The passer rating he's allowed is 9.5. Saw that today on Pro Football Focus, which is absolutely insane. But, yeah, that that, that skins there. Oh, there it is. Uh, the, the football team defense has been – uh, quite good this year, and they've switched to Kyle Allen, who's got plenty of problems, but at least they seem to score touchdowns now, unlike with Dwayne Haskins. And Antonio uh, Gibson, we got to talk about him. He had his, his breakout finally. He gets like over 100 yards, scored. That guy's extremely talented. I know it's the Cowboys, whatever. They make everyone look great. but Every running back against the Cowboys. He got like 20 carries. Everyone yeah, he finally the Cowboys. Did, yeah. He wasn't Every getting time. carries before. I He's, traded my Allen is crazy. I traded him before this week in my league. That was just the fucking jinx I am for fantasy football. Why would you trade anyone before they play the Cowboys? Because I didn't. I, I want to buy Melvin Gordon Law, which is another Wait great decision. Until after. I don't know. Um, anyways, I guess we'll just jump right into this. The fuck you of the week. Mine is kind of for the Buffalo Bills, but more specifically, Josh Allen. The inability to get short third downs in the red zone to keep drive going to potentially get a touchdown to maybe make my bet hit to maybe help my fantasy team to maybe help me hit the parlay I had where I had the bills at 10 and everything else fucking hit except for that because of Josh Allen I want to point out one play in particular quite possibly the worst keep on a on a read option I have ever seen the camera follows Singletary who everyone thinks has the ball because there's no one on the edge Literally no one. He's just running for days. And here's the thing. They're in the red zone. That could be a touchdown. No, you know what Josh Allen did at the last second? 
pulled the ball away from Devin Singletary and tried to run into the middle and was sacked. There's Tackled a lot of uh, for a loss, buried by parlay, killed me in fantasy. Well, Ricardo, not Ricardo Lockett, Tyler Lockett killed me in fantasy. But if, if Josh Allen would have done something, what he normally does, it would have helped. But yeah, that's my fuck you of the week. God damn it, Josh Allen. Fuck. I know. There's a lot I of those. Agree. I agree lately. with you 100, man. That sucked. Yeah. Theo, how about you? You got a few I heard. Well, I I was going to do Teddy, Tom Brady again. I'm not going to mention it, how much a piece of shit he is. You saw the respect tweet by the Bucks. That was just Derek Carr's hand. It's like a a teenager rebelling against their father. Nick Foles is Tom Brady's father, and (laughs) it's just what it is. Um, The one thing I will say, so this is something I've had a problem with this for a while. The people who complain about the primetime schedule or complain about Thursday Night Football in general, or this one about the Eagles game this week. Every year when the Eagles and the NFC stinks, you got to hear everyone on Twitter just complain about why isn't this game being flexed? We have to, like, every year this is being discussed. The Dallas Cowboys are never going to get flexed out until they're eliminated. You're going to have to yeah. see them just deal with it. Every week people are complaining, oh my God, we've got Eagles, Cowboys, they got to get their shit off. It's like, the game is going to probably suck. I'm not going to lie to you. The game is going to not be great. But it's going to yep. suck in a way. It's going to be interesting. Look at the Giants-Eagles this week. It was it was entertaining. We got a lot of good moments out of it. It's not going to be the best quality. Just whatever. You didn't have sports for four months. And every time there's a game like this and everyone loses their shit because they don't flex in the Ravens and Steelers every week, it's like that's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Stop complaining about it. And that's just something like that I always see with people who don't even like, – don't watch the game. Like, it's, yeah. you know, go to bed early. Like, it's going to happen. They're not going to flex the Cowboys out. They're never going to do it. So just stop fucking talking about it. Tony? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, too. Good one so far. For me, I, I'm just going to say Jake Elliott. I mean, he missed, like, a 26-yard field goal. Ruined my day. And also, like, ruined, lost, almost lost the team the game. The fact that Giants almost won that game is pretty embarrassing. Uh, I know they won, but... You know, Wentz made a lot of terrible picks. Just looked like garbage for most of the game. He made, but he made a few really good-looking plays. It's like, Can I say something? What? Car- Carson Wentz had a better day than Russell Wilson last week, and no one said anything about Russell Wilson. I just want to point that out. Go ahead. Yeah, because well, Russell how many, Wilson... How many points I'm not comparing the two. Because Russell I'm Wilson not... actually won his Super Bowl ring. Okay. Let's let's not get into this conversation. No, I'm just saying that like <laughs> Carson played well enough for a lot of that game. You I'm know can be I a like homer. Carson Wentz, but let's not go and put Carson Wentz I'm, on the same I'm not being a homer. He didn't. Well, he wasn't the reason we lost the game. The kicking's an issue. And do you know how much money, by the way, we owe Josh Elliott? It's like we can't get or Jake how Elliott. Much, we, can't, actually. we can't get rid of him. I think it's like a like seven, nine million guarantee. We can't get rid of what? him. We, what? We signed one. I don't know why. It's just I'm capturing his power. Hold on. Hold on. Why hold does on. anyone Here. ever pay kickers that much money? They're so no. replaceable. Because once they know and they get like a, they get cycled so quickly. Like Jake that's what the Elliott Cowboys signed a contract with, uh, extension through 2024. The team announced Wednesday. Elliot is 21 million with 10.45 guarantee. What the fuck? You got a five year contract? Why? Because he hit that kick against the Giants once and the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is the same GM who, who restructured Alshon's deal to be worse for us. He's like, here's more money guaranteed, Alshon. You've earned it. Guy who's making up injuries now. Anyways, we don't have to. Guy who I got just, hurt in a walkthrough. That is quite possibly the yeah. greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the, the, really, Elliott the hates, Eagles offense is, is my fuck you of the week. The Eagles offense. I can't disagree. <laughs> I, I got yelled at because of that, too. That was the first 
hate mail I got, and it was because of the Eagles. So I kind of oh, yeah, saw the that. Too. I'm happy they won, but fucking hell, you could have covered. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. I guess we'll uh, move forward onto better things under this week's bets. Theo, kick it off. I love a lot of plays this week. I got six plays oh, right wow. now, and I kind of want to add to it. Um, the first one was something that I think me, Steve, I don't think Tony grabbed this, but right away, Titans minus four. That line was just off. It's already up to minus five and a half. That's still very bettable. I got it's it at four and a half, but I'm I'm still very happy with it because they got to win by five anyways. So like at least you get a push, but like they're playing the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow, but yeah, I'll let you continue. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like I think up to six you can play that pretty comfortably. Yeah, since these defenses just ravage, like no matter how much Joe Burrow and that offense does, they just cannot get back into those kind of games because of that defense. This is a game where the the Cincinnati or the Tennessee Titans will be able to run all over over Cincinnati. It'll be a big Derrick Henry day. The Cincy O line stinks. I know the Titans defense is nothing to be nothing special, but I don't see how they can protect Burrow against any team in this league right now. And it's another win game too. So if it is a ground game for Tennessee. That's going to be in their favor. One thing to look at, by the way, everyone's going to be talking about this, especially come Sunday. There's going to be wind in a lot of these games, and that should impact a lot of what you're picking. Just don't overreact too much as, as far as unders go, because I think a lot of people just automatically play unders and everything, just because these numbers are getting kind of crazy as far as how much these overs are getting pushed down. But do look at teams that can run the ball well. Uh, it'll help a lot this week in these win games. Anything else in the Titans? Uh, yeah, like the, the Bengals can't stop the run, which you would think isn't going to lead to like a huge lead. But the way that the Titans play football, it is because they're just going to run Derrick Henry until he can't run no more. And every once in a while, they'll throw a play action. And they are a team that consistently rips off huge chunks of yardage on play action and, and just misdirection plays, not not gadget plays, not like end arounds and shit like that. But Tannehill will find Johnu Smith or one of the tight ends somewhere just in a busted coverage. That guy's gone. A.J. Brown is a beast. Corey Davis, who was like a top five pick, uh, he can still bust out. He's not that guy. But every once in a while, he has a game because Thank goodness, you can't you're cover right. all of them. You can't cover all of these guys. And because Tannehill, because everyone's so focused on the running game, it gives Tannehill all the extra time that any quarterback would ever want. And he's able to find these guys and they bust consistently big passing plays, even though they're a run dominant team. And yeah, I just can't see Joe Burrow being able to really keep up with that. You know what I mean? Like I just, I don't because he doesn't have the horses on offense and the Bengals defense is atrocious. And they traded Carlos Dunlop. Who listed his house. He listed his house on sale after the game last week. Which is the funniest thing ever. He just said, he's amazing. Oh my God. He's such a legend. He just didn't go to practice after that game. I think he listed like right after the game. He just posted his house for a sale, which is a really, really good to practice. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty fucking great. Uh, the other one, I think Steve is on this as well. I got 20. I don't usually take that much juice on games, but like it was open. I tweeted this out. Like it was open on some books during the game. This is a ridiculous line. So I just like said, like if you can see it somewhere, take it because it's. Yeah, uh, I got it when I woke up the next morning because I work in radio. My fuck it, I wake up at three in the morning sometimes. So I got it at minus four. At like I think it was like four a.m. when it actually opened on Bet Three Six Five. Um, but yeah, Theo, I'll let you keep going with this. I got it at minus four, but I love it. 
yeah, you, the Bears are just they're just not a, even with the bad Saints pass defense. It's, the Bears aren't gonna be able to take advantage of it. I would. Allen Robinson has he like he's in concussion protocol. If he yeah. doesn't play, the Bears passing game is a hundred percent fucked. He's the only one with a big enough catch radius to bail out Nick Foles' terribly inaccurate ass. And what made me nervous initially about this was the Michael Thomas thing. And it looks like he's practicing now, so hopefully he plays because that wide receiver room was kind of getting thin. Yeah, don't uh, worry. He's just going to roundhouse kick a teammate, though, in practice against the Spencer. Like, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was the most ridiculous thing. He fought a corner in practice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you can grab it. What number would you take that up to? Because it's a four and a half now. I think it's still playable there. It, it's playable at four and a half. If Allen Robinson doesn't play, I just, I, I honestly don't see how the Bears are going to score. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, my, my issue though is like, if A Rob's out of concussion protocol and is playing, the Bears have a tendency to keep these games close. It's why they've won them. You know what I mean? They just, they, they manage to stay around. And while their run defense is bad, their passing defense has been good. I've been calling them a bad defense pretty much all year because they gashed on the ground. But I will have to finally admit halfway through the season, they've played a good pass defense. They have a good pass rush and their corners have been really good this year, but they can't stop the run. And Alvin Kamara, I think, is just going to go and fucking nuts. Another wind game. A lot of wind. Yeah. And Drew Brees ain't throwing deep anyway. He's throwing slants. And Nick Foles, you know, their whole offense, pass interference, they're going to throw deep, try to get those plays. That's the entire offense. So I think this is this matches up really well for New Orleans. I would take it up right now. I, maybe if you look, if it, if you get, like, the line shift because Michael Thomas is in, and if Robinson's out, you could maybe tease this if it hits. Yeah. But, um, you I know. Go super high just because Drew Brees ain't who he used to be. So to separate, to separate big time would be difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so is that all we have on New Orleans? I think so. Tony, you got any? No, I don't want to talk about New Orleans. <laughs> Oakland money line plus one twenty-five. I think you can get it now at plus one twenty. Another windy game. Just double check. I want to ask you guys a question. Yep. Which quarterback's yep. more consistent, Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield, right now? This is Derek Carr. Carr by far. Yep. Yeah, not even, not even a question. Yeah, no, Tony, I'm with you. Not even a question. It's it's Derek Carr. And in a yeah. game where, like, the, the Raiders are going to be a team that with short passing against a bad Cleveland defense who are going to probably have a lot of success against a Cleveland team who's losing weapons. Like, Hooper might be out. Beckham for sure is out. Like, that's going to affect their team. Um, yeah, Hooper's out. He's not going to play. Is he for uh, sure? Landry's is he? questionable. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I think he's going like, to play, but he is banged up. You look at Cleveland, you're like, oh, the weapons, weapons. Like, without the two guys, like, what, Hawkins is their next receiver? Like, it's yeah. not, like, great options after that. Uh, it's a good buy-low spot for the Raiders. I think they're getting Trent Brown back after what happened to them last week, which, you know, after all the shit and COVID, it was expected they were kind of going to get blown out after that. Yeah. I know we, me and Tony tried to make a case for the Raiders, but after that stuff happened, it kind of was for sure they weren't going to win. Um, so I think it's a good buy-low. Anything? Any other thoughts on that game? Am I missing something? Uh, Richard Higgins is the guy on the, the guy replacing Odell on the on the Browns. He's he's oh. the guy you should want to pick up fantasy wise. Uh, he's always had a great connection with Baker. He already has two touchdowns this year before last week's game where he went off. Uh, and also shout out Donovan Peoples Jones, who I didn't even know was on the Browns. But six round pick. I've always yeah. been a fan. Of Michigan. I've always been a big fan. So I'm proud of him. Going that big touchdown last week. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to agree. Just like the Browns are very up and down. Baker has that amazing game after Odell gets hurt. But how do you trust them, really? You know what I mean? Just like it's impossible to trust that Browns team right now from what we've seen. Should Baker have another big day? Yes. Will he? We'll wait and see. Because the weird thing about the Raiders, and I made fun of John Gruden a whole hell of a lot when he came back to football with the the, the Khalil Mack trade and drafting Clellan Farrell and just all all the weird shit they did. Since that dumb shit, though, they've made some good moves. And to be honest, when you watch the Raiders, is it just me or does it look like a well-coached football team that just doesn't have all of the talent right now? That's what Gruden does. Gruden's always good at getting the most out of his offensive players, no matter who they are. Nelson Aguilar, he brings in, who's a scruff. And he's scoring every week, putting up, he had a huge game He did cause an interception last week. I'll point that out. Ball right off his hands in interception. And he did drop a big pass. Anyways, continue. Yeah, he's been productive. Obviously, Jacobs, he's a great player, but he's been super consistent as well. It's obviously Waller. Waller's been a beast ever since he got there. Like, he's doing good things. And Carr's the right guy. He fits that system really well. Pretty accurate. Yeah. He, he's this finally looks like the Derek Carr from before. You know what I mean? Because after he broke his leg, he was terrified to throw the ball deep. It was get it out of his hand as quickly as possible. Like just snap the ball, get it out. Snap the ball, get it out. He's got rugs, and you can see him hold on to the ball longer. You can see with Waller too. Like he he knows he's got guys that can stretch the field, and it doesn't seem like the offensive line is good again. And it doesn't seem like he's worried that he's going to get blindsided like he did that year that he broke his leg. And it's it's very intriguing because, again, I, I made fun of John Gruden a lot. I was a big disbeliever. I didn't think he was going to come out of the booth after a decade and be a good coach. And the Raiders look like a well-coached football team that just they need some more talent. But against this Browns team, yeah, I could see that offense taking advantage of it. I really could. And taking the money line, not having to lay any points, whatever – Pretty nice pick, Theo. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would advise. I think one and two point spreads are getting a little bit more important in the NFL with the two point yeah. conversions and the missed extra points. But I still would rather play money lines than anything under three. Oh yeah. Uh, the next one, something me and Tony are on. Steelers plus four. Uh, I think it's still there. Plus four. Maybe it's yeah, yeah, plus four right now. Um, I think this matches up well for Pittsburgh. Ravens like to blitz a lot. Get a lot of pressure. Steelers are good at quick passing. And I'm not really a believer in this Ravens offense right now. Like, look at them as the skill positions. Like, none of these receivers are, you know, really threatening. Lamar's taking a little bit of a step back, throwing the ball. I don't think they're going to come out of the bye and just be gangbusters and just roll to the AFC North. I think Steelers are a real problem for them. And uh, I think at plus four in a, in a game like that, that's a good value play. Yeah, because uh, I could see them, like, if the, if the Ravens win, I could see the Steelers keeping it super close and the Ravens winning by a field goal. And when I say a field goal, I don't mean by, like, the full three points. Like, they might have to kick it at the last second. and to, You know what I mean? I can see something like that. It's a division matchup. These teams, they beat the hell out of each other. They have for over a decade. Like, it doesn't matter who the faces are. You know what I mean? They always play each other well. One thing I'd be a little wary of is the Ravens have ridiculous depth at corner, which can kind of keep up with the Steelers, especially with some banged-up receivers. Well, if they're if they're blitzing but, a lot, they're gonna have to be like, there should be something open, usually. That's, that's the thing, exactly. And then when you look at Lamar, like I love Lamar, is just he hasn't been great this year. He's been banged up, and we'll see what they look like coming off the bye. 
that will help. And I will see like how they are running the ball this week. Yeah. I know this is a really good run. If this will be their toughest test, even more tough than last week because you have the quarterback threat. But I think to beat Pittsburgh, you gotta you gotta throw on them, and that's, I don't yeah. trust the team to throw right now. So well, that's I think the thing. It's a good play. Uh, for Lamar, like for them to win, like Lamar's gonna have to pop a couple of big plays over this Pittsburgh pass defense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's gonna have to find Marquise Brown down a seam, down a sideline. You know what I mean? For one of those huge plays, we'll, we'll see if he can do it. You know what I mean? We, we this is huge for them in division. This is big. Yeah. Uh, any more picks, Theo? Yeah, two more. Uh, Patriots plus four. This is a must-win big game for the Patriots. I think you're going to see everything that the Patriots have as far as a play call standpoint, as far as performance. They're going to need to play like it's their season because it is. Uh, the Bills have been able to run the ball well. If you want to beat New England, take advantage of those, you know, those defensive weaknesses. You got to run it. Like Bills can't really run on anybody, and we yeah. saw that like throughout the season. Uh, they can't really stop the run. This will be another win game. I keep saying it, but the win's going to be a factor. You see for that Josh total. Allen, not so much. Maybe for Cam, though. I saw Josh Allen the wind last year. It was pretty awful. Well, last great... the Chiefs game, the Monday game, he, was, he had... couldn't throw it off. Yeah, so I, I don't – I'm not – Chiefs are a big... better defense right now, though, than the Patriots. So. Yeah, the Patriots have been a problem. And this is a situation where it's – I won't feel too bad losing money on the Patriots in this situation. Like, you have Bill Belichick as a dog on the road. In a game where you think, like, Cam, if he just plays to work – I keep thinking that Seattle game really fucked me up for him because yeah. we shit on him kind of a little bit. I think Tony was a little bit higher than I was, saying how he's a little bit better. And then that happened, and I'm like, oh, I think I might have been wrong. Like, it looks like his arm's still alive. He's still good. And then he's been – realize how bad the Seattle Seahawks DBs are. Yeah. Fuck. You know what I mean? Also, like, think about, also think about how bad they get. What were you yeah. saying? I was going to say, just think about how, like, everyone has roasted Seattle's DBs. Everybody. Yeah. Literally everybody. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Like, there has to be something, like, wrong with Cam Newton. Like, I don't know what he's doing right now. Well, I mean, dude, COVID. Like, he he looked fine, and then he got sick. So, yeah. yeah. He's, like, skipping. He's going short on all these receivers, though. Like, Like, it it looks like like a physical, something physical. Like, some kind of shoulder shoulder thing, maybe. I don't know. It could be. That's the thing with Cam. You don't know. Like, he's taken so much abuse through the years that you don't really know. Right? Like, he, he, he could be banged up at any time. We don't really know. Yeah. You, you might be able to argue the money line, too, because you're either going to get a Patriots team that's ready to play, that's in the game, that wins the game, or they'll just fall, roll over like they did against the Niners, and it'll, it won't be close. So I could see an argument for the money line at plus 170 right now, but yeah. uh, I'm on the plus four. I'll take the points. I think Tony took the points. Did you put that in? Not yet, but, but probably will. Okay. Um, and the last pick, after all the shit I talked about them, after all the shit that They've caused me this year. Seattle Seahawks minus three, minus one hundred five. I'm so tempted to take that. I'm so tempted to take that. <laughs> I was I, sitting there all day, dude. I'm staring at that, and for some reason, the Chargers Broncos game's off the board. But like, I've been staring at those two threes as they've been around the whole fucking week, and I want to take them so bad, and I'm staying away. I threw them in a, in a, in a parlay that I kind of have, but. It, it, fuck, man. I want to take both of those so bad. Explain to the people why you want to stick with Seattle so, here. I know, like, Jamal Adams' injury is a big deal, but the Niners keep getting more and more injuries every week, especially to skill positions. And the, the line was still going in their favor. Like, I kind of liked them if it was, like, over plus four. I thought, like, okay, you see the injuries. People are going to be on Seattle. No, it went the other way. Everyone was betting the Niners, and 
I was just like, I don't really understand why. The more you look into this, the Niners are susceptible in the passing game. The Seahawks are as good as anyone passing the ball right now. The receivers they have with Russell if he's not turning the ball over. So you, you have a Niners team coming off the East Coast, too. It's another big deal. I'm big on betting against teams like that. Uh, and I think that they won't be able to score like Arizona did. And hopefully Seattle... I'm not going to say the defense play any better because I, we've seen against everybody this week not playing good. But I don't think the Niners' offense is enough to contend with that Seahawks team. And if you get it at a three, I think that's uh, very playable right now. And it's something I didn't want to play, but you, you bet numbers in this sport. And uh, it's a number I think that's a good price to Seattle right now. Oh, I agree with you. I, I'm staring at it so hard. I might even lock it in after this fucking pot. Like, it's just... Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's one of those things where it's just like they can't do like it can't happen again. Like it, it just it can't. It can happen again. Be able to win that, right? I it could happen trust, again. I just trust Russell Wilson isn't going to throw three fucking interceptions again. But that's it. That's the thing. If I jump on it, it'll probably will happen again. I think um, the Niners rate out as rate as a a worse pass defense than the Cardinals. From what I saw in the yeah, the they do because they don't have Patrick Peterson. They've had injuries. Like it's it hasn't sure. been good for them. And they don't get the pressure they used to with that defensive line with all the injury. Like again, with the injuries, they're just they're fucked. Like they're in a bad situation with the fact they got decimated. And they got Dunlap right. They, he's not playing this week. I doubt uh, it. No, I yeah. doubt it. I doubt. Well, you never know. Honestly, they can put you a pack, fifteen play package to say, "Okay, third down, going." That's you know. the thing. Like as a because he's a pass rusher, they might do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's Where such it's a like, good listen, we'll put you in on third. We'll put you in on third down. You know what I mean? Where you know that you are just rushing the passer. Like, you don't have a run responsibility. That's yeah. why I said we'll see. Because because he's that type of player, it's still valuable to have him in that game. Especially considering the Seahawks get zero pressure. Yeah, I think that might be the biggest trade of the season. Bigger than the Antonio Brown signing. Like, that's going to be more important yeah. for Seattle. They can figure if, out any kind of passer. If he's back to what he used to be. Because Carlos Dunlop back in the day is was dominant. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I that's guess the card. On. That's my, uh, my card. I, I, this was a big week on numbers, and there's more that I like that I haven't hit yet. But again, as we always say, me and Theo throw our blogs up. Theo, you usually do it Saturday uh, night, correct? Friday, like 1 a.m., but yeah. Yeah, okay, Saturday, Saturday morning, morning yeah. Friday night. That's why yeah. I'm picking Saturdays. Um, and I throw mine up Sunday morning uh, after I've locked everything in, uh, basically first thing in the morning. So uh, we've already told you I'm on the Titans minus four and a half. I'm on the Saints minus four. We've talked about it, why we like those games. Don't need to, you know, keep rehashing. I'm also on the Packers minus six and a half. I got them at minus 110. It's right there now. Actually, let me see if it's back to 115 just because it's moving around. Yeah, they're back at 115 minus six and a half. Um, The Vikings are bad, man. I know Dalvin Cook's coming back, but the Vikings are bad. They just, they just, they are. And the Packers, the Packers are good. The Vikings can't cover wide receivers the Packers have Aaron Rodgers like you see where I'm going with this right (laughs) yes the Packers have a problem stopping the run and Dalvin Cook is phenomenal it just please explain to me though how the Vikings are going to be able to keep relying on the run when Aaron Rodgers I'm assuming looking at the way this is going to set up is probably just going to gash them the one thing I'll say there's wind wind (laughs) secondly there's wind boys if you, this is if a short week for Green Bay. The they got a game in San Francisco on Thursday. So that's something that maybe – I can't make cool on the – I was on the Packers too, and I thought about it. I watched – I see their schedule. That's a little concerning team going to a bigger game, really big game with yeah, San Francisco but, next week. 
I'd be more worried if that San Francisco D line was still intact that beat the hell out of Aaron Rodgers last year. And considering it's not, I'm not, I'm not super worried about this being a trap game. You know what I mean? And the big reason I'm not worried about it being a trap game, it's a division game. Like they have to take it seriously. Well, yeah, I guess so. The Bears are still knocking on the door. Kind right? of. Like, it, I don't know how that team keeps winning football games, but they do. Some oh, kind of kind of started to fall apart last week. Yeah, well, it was about fucking time. They, they're not good at football. We've talked about this. Like, I do not believe in the Bears. It's very apparent. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know how much deeper I have to go into this. You guys know how much I love Aaron Rodgers. But I love this Packers team right now. Aaron Jones, don't get me wrong. He's been a huge part of it. You saw what they just did to the Texans without Aaron Jones. You know what I mean? And we don't know if he's out. He might play in a limited capacity. But at the same time, Vikings defense is bad. And Aaron Rodgers is going to shred him. There's win. (laughs) And uh, my final pick, I got Tony's Colts, minus two and a half. Um, I managed to get it at minus 115. It's minus two and a half again, but it's minus 120 right now against the Lions. I like the Colts. Darius Leonard looks like he's coming back. Everything like they also have Michael Pittman. Like they have a lot of guys that might be coming back this week. They've also looked good. Another week, like they they can't. They're coming off their bye. Detroit's offense until you know Todd Gurley pulled the stupid. They beat the Falcons. We all know the Falcons blow these games. It's just how it happened. Before that fact, though, the Lions' offense didn't look good against a not like a bad Falcons defense. You know what I mean? The Colts' defense is quite good. Their pass defense is their biggest strength. I think that, and, and that's the Lions' biggest strength is Matt Stafford and the, the weapons he has. And if Darius, Darius Leonard's back to take away TJ Hawkinson in the middle, I think the Lions are going to have a lot of problems. So I love the Colts here, even like, especially at three points, because you know how I feel about Phillip Rivers and you know how I feel about big lines with the Colts and their inability to really pull away from teams. But the win by a field goal, I love it. I had to jump off. I was thinking Lions earlier this week because of the injuries, but it does look like they're projecting well the Colts injury report, which should be helpful. The Lions offense has been a different beast lately, though, which um, I'm just trying to think of some uh, devil's advocate stuff because I think it's a nice play now because I, I, I was thinking Lions and then I talked myself out of it, and I think that you're on the right side of this one now. Yeah, like, again, if the Colts were still banged up, especially the Leonard, the, the fact that Hawkinson's been doing really well the last couple of weeks in that offense is kind of looking like the guy that everyone thought he was going to grow into. You got Kenny Galladay. Like, you just got a lot of weapons for Matt Stafford. But again, this Colts defense has been really good against the pass, and if they're getting all their guys back, it's just, yeah, no, it's it's hard for me to see them uh, to see them losing. And it, again, it's like, it's two and a half points. You, you got them basically at a field goal. I think it's great value. Um, in terms of leans, you know what I'm thinking about the Seahawks thing. We just talked about it. Uh, staring hard at the Chargers line, which is off the board right now. It's uh, minus three against the Broncos. Justin Herbert looks phenomenal. Like, let's be honest, boys. I know he didn't have the greatest start against the Jags, but like Theo said, he exploded in the third quarter. The only other thing I'm kind of leaning to is because it's the goddamn Jets. Wait, wait. I just have this feeling that, that like, I have a feeling that they are going to make this a Le'Veon Bell revenge game. And I have this feeling that even if they're blowing the Jets out, they're going to keep giving it, not the Hilaire, but they're going to give it to Le'Veon, who has something to prove 
which makes me think that even in a blowout, he isn't going to be like running to preserve himself, running to just, you know, run the clock out. I've got a feeling like they are going to do some damage to this Jets team. I can't really justify taking 19 and a half points, but if you could justify it, I mean, this is really the only point is this Chiefs offense against this Jets defense and the fact that this Jets offense is so bad. It just it might happen. They might win by thirty. It's just they're that bad. But it's a little because nineteen and a half is hard. They they could win by seventeen and take a knee, and you're gonna it, throw that's, it. That's why. Like that's the reason I can't actually sit here and with good conscience say yes, I'm betting this that many points, Ex- because exactly anything right. can happen. I have one thing on the Chargers. There's a COVID case for that's an offensive lineman. Off the board. Who is it? Uh, Ryan Grow, G R O Y. I don't know if that's a starting offensive lineman for the Chargers, but that could be a thing. That's, that's like one of the. Yeah, I was so trying that, to figure out. He was. I know he was on their. Um, he was on their injured report. Is did not practice. He's got COVID. Ryan Grow on. In, uh, yeah, Virgil Green. I know hurt himself after catching a tutty, but this Ryan Grow dude. Let's pull this up because I was trying to figure out exactly how this happened. The kid out of Wisconsin. Seven-year pro. I don't know if he's a starter. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, no, this, he's not this affects he's Anthony having to take the Broncos. This is the real disaster. I know it's a guaranteed ten-dollar loss for me. So, <laughs> he's played get four of the games. He's played four of the games, so I don't think he's an everyday guy. He played nine last year, but he gets into games, so that's a problem because what we saw. Well, what we saw with the Raiders. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty apparent. So, again, this is a lean. However, keep a keep a big eye on that. If more COVID cases break out, I can't justify it, especially if the offensive line isn't going to be there. I just, you know what I mean? Can't do it. Cannot justify it. Um, Tony, what are your bets this week? Uh, you guys already covered it with the Patriots plus four and the Steelers plus four. Um, what else? I want to talk about Jamal Williams. And Giovanni Bernard, if you picked him up last week, like me, you know, you were very happy. You were ecstatic because you won a week because of it. They both had great games. They both scored touchdowns. And it's looking like that's going to happen again. Now, uh, if you are not an owner of Joe Mixon or Aaron Jones, uh, you could still hold on to him for a week and start him if you really need him, especially with the bye weeks going on. But, you know, if those guys are nervous or desperate, maybe you could trade them. Now you can get some value for them. You go say, hey, you got Aaron Jones. I'll give you Jamal Williams for something way more than you would normally get for Jamal Williams. Uh, So that's a smart strategy to have, uh, courtesy of me. Theo, you're on mute. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Okay. Um, Any other plays, uh, Tony? Any bets or just those fantasy plays? Just those uh, fantasy plays right now. Okay. I guess that's it for this week. Uh, This has been the Toronto on tilt week eight of our football podcast. Again, our website, torontoontilt.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Toronto on tilt. You can find YouTube where the video version of this podcast will be posted Toronto on tilt. And of course on every major streaming platform, Google, Apple, Spotify, anchor, breaker, all of the things you can find us hit subscribe like us on youtube tweet at us on twitter go read our articles share with your friends and until next week 
we're out of here.